WFAE's David Borex has the story. Tariq Bakari and Larkin Eggleston call their podcast R&D in the QC. Eggleston says they hope to reach people who may not pay attention to the council. Eggleston is 35 and a Democrat. Bakari is a 37-year-old Republican. Despite their political differences, they bonded on the campaign trail in part over their beards, says Bakari. The beards themselves are what truly united us in the beginning. They hope to be an example of how to debate productively across the political divide. Tonight, we talk about Charlotte's Sester Centennial, city boards and commissions, county commissions swearing in, and the new chair and vice chair, as well as the strategy session. Hello, sir. How you doing? Uh, I am coming down with something, which is not ideal because it's fantastic. Uh, I'm headed to you being locked in my office here with me as you tell me that news. Headed to warm, sunny Cleveland this weekend for the Panthers Browns game. So, thirty degree weather and possible snow should help whatever sort of head cold or pneumonia I'm coming down with. I'm just kind of holding my nose breath here, just trying not to inhale in any of your freaking whatever, dude. If I get sick, yeah. I'm coming after you. Uh. Strategy session tonight, not lots of big news. Um, earlier in the day, we had an environment committee meeting where we talked about the strategic energy action plan. But then we went to a birthday party. We did. It was uh, it was Queen Charlotte's. A lot of dancing. 250th birthday party. Our city turned 250 today. And we celebrated with cake, and we celebrated with dancing. And the dancing has now been roundly ridiculed in the 10 hours since. Well, there's there was it was some really poor dancing. In hindsight, looking at the video, and this is where cell phone cameras are a double-edged sword. It felt good. Like, it felt like we were... No, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't. It didn't feel it, good? It, it, for the first, like, 8 to 12 seconds, it felt It was great. a long song. I, it, it, yeah, I mean, it was The song never ended, long. and we ran out of moves. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's so if anyone hasn't that. seen it online, it's... Uh, don't, don't. Floating around out there. But I will just say, uh, James Smudgy Mitchell, who probably embarrassed himself the least of the group Mm-mm, he loves to dance was uh and was leading himself. a kind of motown style line dance with uh you me phipps newton uh driggs was on stage with the mayor lyles and was uh, he having a seizure it's hard to tell <laughs> uh i don't know if his was dancing or convulsing it was like a mix of like a seizure and an episode of weekend at bernie's <laughs> but to be fair I don't think either you or I have a leg to stand on in criticizing anyone else's dancing. I don't know, man. I'm a pretty good dancer. You did. You had one fancy foot move, That's but the, the rest of it, I tried, I the rest of it, you it just look like I was like an awkward in. middle school kid was, in, a, was, in a dance. I was completely phoning it in. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I'd recommend not watching that if you like good dancing. Mm. Uh, you could watch it if you just like to have something else to make fun of us about. Mm. But that was fun. There was a really good turnout. I was up at Trade and Try and had a really good band playing and uh, had a really low energy Thomas K. Polk mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. read a very long proclamation. We needed to Hamilton that thing up, I think. Like, it needed to throw some rap lyrics into it, you know. Yeah. Should I rap right now? No. No, I'm not. No. I'm not going to. Um, so that was fun. Cool. Uh, in... The same time slot as our meeting tonight, our strategy session meeting, we have those strategy session meetings up in a big conference room on the second floor instead of the chamber where we have 
the rest of our business meetings. And so that freed up the chamber and the county commission, the new county commission got sworn in tonight. Walk us through what happened there. I was, uh, well, A, I was disappointed that they got sworn in on a Monday because I'd have liked to have gone and, and supported them. Stuck my head down in the little reception they were having, but uh, missed most of them. They hadn't gotten there yet beforehand. I'm not sure why they got sworn in on a Monday when their meeting day is on a Tuesday, but it prevented any of us from going. But uh, we've all checked in on social media after our meeting tonight and found out that Commissioner George Dunlap, uh, one of the district reps, I believe, representing District 3, he was elected the chair. This will be his first time as chair. And new, newly elected first-time uh, County Commissioner Elaine Powell, who represents District 1 and beat Jim Puckett, was elected the vice chair. So that's crazy. In a group that is um, like us, got about half the the group is freshman members. It, it is interesting they they got that vice chair uh, a as a new person and two district representatives. Right? Now, obviously, it's a different setting there because we don't we don't self select our mayor. The mayor is elected by the people. Uh, we only self select our equivalent of vice chair, the mayor pro tem. In this case, they every year choose their leaders, um, and every one of the sitting at-large members, Ellis Garber, Pat Cotham, and Trevor Fuller, at times have served as chair. Um, so it is interesting. I mean, it, Well, it's crazy because in reality, I think I'm on, on point saying this, the co- chair of the county commission actually has a lot more power than the mayor of Charlotte because not only do they set the agenda, have the bully pulpit, all the things that the mayor does, they also have a vote. So if people are like, well, that would the parallel of if we voted our own mayor in, in reality, if we voted our own mayor in that model, that mayor would be stronger than the mayor is in this model. And from a technical standpoint, yes, possibly because of the vote. But you mentioned the bully pulpit, the the chair of the county commission has not historically been as high profile as the mayor in terms of having the spotlight and having the platform Um maybe to move issues in the way that Mayor Lyles is able to. So there's there's probably a, a give and a take there. But either way, it was interesting that, that in both cases, uh, elected district reps. Uh, in the vice chair case, they elected a freshman person. But I've known Elaine Powell for a long time. She's been the chair of the Parks and Rec Commission for a long time. Uh, she is genuinely one of the kindest people that you'd ever meet in your life. Um, and so... Who did she beat? She beat Jim Puckett. Jim Puckett. Okay. So she is a wonderful person, uh, and I, th- I think was already going to be doing a wonderful job. And I, I think she is, for a board that has oftentimes had trouble finding consensus, I think she is the type of personality that can help build consensus. And so I hope that uh, that her in that leadership role will lead to a more smoothly functioning group. So Chairman George Dunlap, that's how we have to refer to him from now on. And so we need to, uh, to call to action Chair and Vice Chair. Yes. Of this new county commission, we got to get you on the pod and the fresh five and I four, uh, fresh four the fresh four. That's what they're calling themselves. I uh, I did text a couple of folks after our meeting to see if anybody was still around the building. Our meeting took so long, which it shouldn't have, that uh, they had long since left, and so we will have to delay having some of the new county commission on the podcast until another week. You know what? You know what I always think of every every time I hear George's name. You ever heard of the old Dunlap disease? I have not. It's when you're, so you have it. So do I. Oh. It's when your belly done lapped over, over your belt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old, uh, you might be a redneck if jokes. What's that old guy's name? Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy jokes. All right. Anyway, continue. 
I'm a little delirious right now. Yeah, so our meeting took a long time, and yet I don't feel like there's much to talk about. It was, uh, <laughs> it was. That's a terrible sign. <laughs> that's a bad combo. Literally, the, the, I think you could have you could have taken about an eight hour meeting well, and made it a did, half hour meeting plus one email and a ten minute conference. What we call. did was we basically rehashed in our committee report yes. outs. We we reenacted the committee meeting that had been had in for someone either who, for today or last week or the week before we we had all these committee meetings and then the report out for those of us that were actually at the committee meetings was basically like we reenacted the entire committee meeting i, I have i said i've go to every committee and i will tell you i've literally now seen you've been twice all no no like four times because they bring it like multiple times to each committee so i literally see the same presentations like four times i mean we have to do better than this man i don't know so i uh I tried to inject a little humor. You and I were up third out of five or six report outs. And so after two marathons that literally like 45 minutes each, I said, oh, Councilmember Bakari and I didn't get the memo that the committee report out was supposed to be the same length as the committee meeting. But don't everybody laughed. You and I were we gave ours. We were done in probably five or seven minutes. And then. No one followed our lead. They went right back to like 45-minute report outs. Wow. Uh, I will – Smudgy did not. Smudgy. That's true. Uh, James Mitchell made the ED report out uh, very to the point, succinct, and we moved on. So Smudgy gets the gold star he for always, the night. Well, what takes the longest in his in his updates are the like uh, – the shout outs. The and NBA, the, yeah, the NBA like all starting lineups <laughs> that he that introducing. Starting at Republican, yeah. Tart Bakari. <laughs> Oh, Starting at District Two, <laughs> Justin Harlow. Harlow, Harlow, Harlow. Um, yeah. So basically, if we talked much about that meeting, we would just be rehashing everything that we've talked about in prior committee meetings and probably on this podcast. But um, one interesting thing that that was out of that track was we talked about trying to improve the process of our city boards and commissions. Mm. which I think you and I are both big champions of because, yeah. um, and I can't speak for our colleagues, how many of them have served on boards and commissions. You and I have both served on multiple boards and commissions prior to being on council. And so if you, if you haven't, if you're, if you're one of our colleagues that hasn't ever served on a board or a commission, which I think there are many of them that haven't, uh, that I don't think they understand what it's like just to like be like, when you get on, you get you get appointed to it. You're like yes, and then you join. And you're like, oh, this is cool. And then like a month or two goes by, and you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then a year goes by, and you're like, we're totally disconnected from the reality of government. And I mean, I think that's the reality of it. Well, and some of them have more tangible outcomes than others. I served on one that was very intangible, um, but I think still it, it doing does a good work. Depend on the on the committee, but like historic board. landmarks was yeah. it was. Very tangible work. Well, you've got a body of work that right. you guys like have to do. work to get through, yeah. and then there are very tactile outcomes. Others are more kind of high level theory and planning and strategies and, and things like that. And there's value to both. Um, some of these boards are far more effective than others, but the process of our appointment to those boards was very broken, and, and we'd all identified that. I, I think we, you and I, probably identified that serving on the boards, but certainly when you become a council member. And you get these pages long ballots that have some of the same names on it for every board. Someone's applied for 20 different boards saying that they're simultaneously qualified for the NASCAR Hall of Fame and the Fireman's Relief Fund and the historic landmarks and stormwater. And you're like, 
No, you just want to be on a board. You're a real life utility <laughs> <Jack> player. <laughs> I like it. A real renaissance. We're good at nothing. Um, so we talked about trying to pare down the number of boards someone can apply for. Uh, really ha- ask them to zero in on their passion and their um, their relevant experience in choosing the boards that they want to offer their service on. Uh, but then also. Just a lot of times we get people that apply for a position that they're just literally not applicable or yeah applicable for or appropriate for some of these like the historic districts commission. There are specific representatives that have to live in Plaza Midwood or in Wesley Heights or in the historic districts themselves, and yet twenty people apply who don't live in that district for the Wesley Heights seat, and so and then we we get these long resumes that we're supposed to to dig through. So there's a lot of stuff just process-wise that we can clean up. Yeah. And I we do want people to be encouraged to to apply for and serve on these boards, but I think this this will make that experience better. It will also make sure that and we're going to ask more of our committee chairs, the board and commission chairs to go through some of these applications and make recommendations to us based on their needs. We want these boards to be as effective as possible and we want people we want to be putting people on them not because Oh, that person's friends with seven council members, regardless of their qualifications, it's but because qualifications, they are qualified unequivocally, your qualifications. Uh, and and at times these turn into. Did you not hear me? Oh, uh, did you say unequivocally <laughs> said, again? Yeah. No, I said it right this time on purpose. Oh, yes. Tarek's new word is unequivocally, which unequivocally. is not a word. Uh, he used unequivocally it, used it a couple times on Flashpoint the other week. There you go. Unequivocally, you've been practicing. I practiced in front of the mirror. Um, so we did that. Uh, we also talked about the C app and my commentary on the C app was, look, I like it. Clearly, uh, I think, uh, not only does it just make good sense, it's, it's, it, I'm also on a mission to find topics that I'm passionate about that maybe with a broad, unfair brush, Republicans don't get painted as caring about environment is a great one of many to do that with. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time, uh, helping work and understand what the plan is. And again, my final point is great plan, cutting edge of where it is now. It's missing a budgetary, you know, fiscal angle to it that lets us know what any of this could cost. And and I'm not talking about like, hey, figure out 30 years from now how much this is going to cost and we're going to need and let's figure it out. I'm talking about what are the surprises that are going to pop up in next year's budget where someone's going to hold up this plan we adopted and say, Hey, this police station that we're building needs an extra six million dollars in things to make it align with the C app. Or you're about to purchase these buses, you need a hundred, but you can only buy fifty. I'm not saying let's not do that. I'm saying let's have that conversation right now, before budget starts, with the items that the C app actually wants to address. So the other funny thing that happened tonight was we had a ton of media in the room. Yeah, that was Just funny. well. That's not the funny part. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, despite the fact that there was a county commission <laughs> yes. swearing in going in, going on downstairs, and we now clearly know what they were all there for. On our agenda tonight, we were supposed to talk about the four-year terms thing, and it was way down at the end of the agenda. All these guys got their cameras set up. There's people there ready to take their notes Pretending and write their story. Like they're nodding at these other, other stories things that we're they doing, don't care they about. Don't care. And then we get to the four-year best. terms, and it, everything else had taken so long. We're like, yeah, we'll deal. We'll talk about that later. And it, within 90 seconds, everyone had packed up and left. I have a new idea. And they had sat there for three hours waiting for that. We have, we have a number of people from uh, from the press corps that, that are regular listeners to the pod. At the, at, for, at the end of every agenda going forward, 
it needs to either say like make final decision on four year terms or make final decision on scooters at the very end of every single one. And then we're just like, ah, you know what? Uh, next week. Next week. What is the, uh, is it Jimmy Kimmel or J- is it Jimmy Kimmel that always says like he's got Matt Damon on. And then at the end he goes, Oh, we didn't have time for Matt Damon. We'll, we'll get him on next week. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that does sound. There's funny. some recurring thing on one of the late night shows and it's about Matt Damon and every show he goes, uh, sorry, we didn't have time for Matt Damon tonight. We'll we'll hopefully catch him tomorrow or something. Unequivocally, that is that is a great story. I don't think you understand that word. Maybe <laughs> is part of the problem. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. so join us next uh, Monday where we're gonna both crack the the tough nuts of uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't. The words are not coming out of my mouth very crisply. Right? They don't now. usually, but this is worse that than I'm the, accustomed that was, to. Yeah, that was real bad and guess what i'm so tired and delirious i'm not gonna go back and edit that let's but call join us night. next monday as we battle the tough topics of scooters in four-year terms where the tough questions get asked and answered and the yeah what is the that's flashpoint part? i know what there's another thing i don't think there's another thing i think it may it's not be all right I'm really so shortest me. episode in yeah. the history of r&d the and QC. it was already too long and uh but we'll have lots to talk about next week and we love you guys tell a friend later